Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. Sobertown is a growing community of like-minded people in recovery, helping others start and maintain their sobriety. We refer to ourselves as sober warriors because the fight against addiction is a grisly battle that takes no prisoners. Real people die every day from complications and repercussions of long-term alcohol use, a tragic end that is 100% preventable through increased awareness and connection. You know, King, I love reading that. I read it every time I go on to Sobertown. <laughs> I know you sound so professional. <laughs> well, that's because I read it over and over because that's our introduction to Sobertown, part of it. Right I was going to say, uh, I've uh, screenshot a couple of uh, things straight from Sobertown where you've got the resource. You've done the shortlist for me. <laughs> it's my little <laughs> right. checklist now. Yeah. Right. It's so cool because, I mean, I jump over there all the time. Oh, I change it up all the time. Jesus but- Christ. I just go with whatever. Yeah. I always love going back to that first article that Todd put up with what fires together wires. I know together. it is. It's exactly how it starts. Right, and we yeah. so we were on the phone talking earlier, King. Right. About pathways and and about our our attic voice has been trying to escape, huh? And you know what? And I'm being funny here to the women, but sometimes men explain scientific things just a little bit better because they don't use fluffy words if that makes sense. Mark Lewis is the extreme, right? He's the extreme. I love Mark Lewis. He gets right to the point. Yeah. He gets, and he just, but he's humorous too. Right. You know, a lot of people say that's really deep and it's over, over their heads. It's not. And he's no. humorous as, as he's teaching us. And that YouTube video, what is it? Addiction and the brain or something like neuroscience and addiction that Mark Lewis does. M-A-R-C, not M-A-R-K. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. We were talking earlier on the phone that you've been kind of like hit blindsided a couple of times this month with by your attic boys, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's been a weird week. I've said to, you know, a few a couple of people in the community, it's it's been weird. The week's gone. Don't know where it's gone and my emotions have been all over the place and it's because I'm having to make certain decisions and you and I were talking about this, our pivotal decisions that we both are going to be faced with and relocating your life is one, pretty much up there, right? And we're faced with these things. So I found myself, as we talked about, going to the wedding, Got through that, no worries, and, you know, went through the preview well, in my brain. I don't know yeah. if everybody knows about this wedding. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Do but they you, had to, you had to prepare yourself to go to this wedding because it was yeah. a big wedding. It outdoors, was, it was, right? It was. It was a three-day event, three-day event on a ranch. It was a, a big wedding. It was, and we stayed at, at the casino, at the, at the Hard Rock Casino. So we rocked in Thursday, and it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday event. Went to had a casino night. It was St. Paddy's Day on the Thursday that night. So you can imagine what the casino was like. Green. And uh, yeah, that no, was okay. Both families were from out of town. So it was big. It was a big family wedding. And uh, the, both of the grooms had their, their you know, families, as I said, one's from Minnesota, one's from Haiti. So I'm stuck in the middle of all these families with my water. And it was really good. I got to meet all the family, and then I prepared. I had put myself back in the lion's den or the devil's playground again, and it was fi- I was fine. The wedding really wasn't an issue. Hey, now, I, did, go on. Did, did you ever, like, think that you were a lighthouse during the while you were out there? Did you think like that? 
I talked to them about it, actually. It was really weird. It came straight out. Aren't you drinking? I said, yeah, no. And I said, in fact, you know what? I said, if I was drinking, girls, you'd be having a way probably better time. I'm probably going to be a bit boring. And with that, they started asking me questions. And I was very open about it. Very about why, like, like this, Miss Elaine Shiki. They talk about wearing you're at the you're at the VIP table, you're sober, you're at the mm-hmm. VIP table, yeah. Only and, water drinker, yep. And you get to wear your sobriety that's your tuxedo, yeah. And I it, it was a bit weird at first, but then I was okay. And then on the that was the and the Friday night we had gambling and all that, so you know, again, you know, I've been in that in that arena a few times, right. so it was okay. First I'm time I met that. you, you were in that arena. Yeah, I, did I, thought, I thought you were a pro. You thought I was mad. <laughs> What's she well, doing? I, I, well, I, I just thought, I was thought mad. that you would you had been it, sober long enough to where you could be in that environment, and that was your first time in that. No, 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 that was a challenge to myself. I can be honest with you. <laughs> that was when, a total throw yourself in there, and we're going to deal with this. Yeah, and you kept us in your back pocket. Uh huh. So we knew live what was going on with the group mm-hmm. and Telegram. Because you, yeah, but I, yeah, but I pretty, I, I, do you know what's funny? I don't know that I would have called anyone. It was one night I, or one time I had to find it for myself. I just had to go out there. And remarkably, I tested everything that I had learned. And that's why I did it. And it worked. I accessed all the tools and, you know, played it forward, visions, subconscious, talked to myself, the whole thing, even questioned. Would you really like a drink right now? I actually challenged myself and took it to the edge. A bit dangerous, um, but I was actually really good because I was, you know, reading a lot back then. My head was full of you. You just went, stay sober. <laughs> you went there prepared. Yeah. You didn't just walk in. No. So fast forward, the wedding was fine. Okay, and Saturday, sorry, Friday was the actual wedding, and that was lovely. And again, did you dance? Uh, I uh, couldn't get on the dance floor, to be honest with you. And they, there was all the first dance. These people, I tell you what, these big families, they they were up there, they were dancing, and I actually um, did not, to be honest with you. And it was not that I didn't want to. I said to my husband, I don't think we can fit on the dance floor. And I was fine. I was really quite good. And I was talking to one of the groom's mums and I fell in love with her. She's from Haiti and I just adored her. So I was busy in conversation. There you go. Cool. Engaging. Engaging. So you really didn't have any challenges. Your attic voice wasn't even messing with you like that. At the wedding, no. In fact, I picked up. I was really responsible. I thought, oh, this is great, King. There was other people from out of town, including single women. I let the grooms know, hey. Do you want us to pick them up? Is anyone near us? Yep. Picked up up. Actually, when we left, I went up to them and said, mind you, they were talking to uh, potential partners, I think. I said, are you ladies fine? Do you want to come home? I'm leaving. And they said, uh, no, we're good. And I said, all right. I just wanted to let you know. I didn't want you know leave you there alone. So they were fine. And I also rung the grooms before and set my boundaries that if I cannot find you on that particular night, I'm saying goodnight now. And that was my Irish pre-exit. I love that. The Irish pre-exit. The Irish so I had exit. set everything Meg- in place. Yeah. Everything was in place for this three-day event. The third day was a Saturday. It was a beach day. <laughs> Some nudist beach or something. And I said, I think I need to go to Zooms. And I go into Zooms instead. But that was fine. And then fast forward to this week with the decisions, you know, we may be relocating back to another country or wherever we're going to go. And I was thinking about all those nearest and dearest to me, best friends, family that have not ever seen me sober 
And then the vision started of me around the kitchen table. I could imagine the conversations. I know exactly what they're going to say to me. It was so strange. And then I had to stop myself really quickly and envision that same scenario, but with, like I'm showing you right now on purpose, a champagne glass with seltzer and raspberries in it because I'm going to be there at Christmas. So I've preempted my Christmas drink already, and that's what I'm going to be holding. You said something really important right there, visualization, right? Mm-hmm. Playing it forward and visualizing it, yep. Your attic voice, that's what we call it. You and I, we call it the attic mm-hmm. voice, which is mm-hmm. a neural pathway. Subconscious, yes, attic voice, whatever. The, the one that's saying to you, it's okay, go on. The, right. We can have one. We can that have little one. demon bastard in your mind talking. You've waited to you. so Some, long to get home with COVID. They're waiting for you. Come on, a champagne's waiting. Yeah, I, I yeah. And then I don't. It, some people call it the wine witch. I think it's, he's a bit more evil than that now. I've put it in the devil's basket. And tea lovers, uh, attic voice is Dementor. Right. This right. steals your soul. Yeah, well, she's about right with she's right there. It's just yeah. So we all got these different names, the, this voice that talks to us. So you said something really because most people just think in thoughts like, oh, I had this thought. Our thoughts actually give us visualizations, don't they? Right. Yep. So your brain is like giving you visualizations of being back home in Australia around your old friends tipping one back. Is that what it took me straight there? Yep. Took me straight there. I was standing in the kitchen at each of their homes, my sister and my two best friends. And I, yeah, transported. (laughs) And then until I wasn't and snapped back to uh, when we get there, well, let's just take two and replay that scenario. You will be in the kitchen, but that will not be alcohol in your hands. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but you, you have to go back and you have to think those thoughts through, right? Right. You have to catch yourself and know what is going on. And it's only through the work that you and I have discussed that we've done. Like I don't have to go, you know, the acknowledge, clarify. I just go straight to turn around with ACT, with any Grace's ACT now, because I recognize that voice. And it hasn't, we were talking about this, it hasn't happened to me because I've been fairly much in a bubble here, you know, in Miami, not having all that temptation of everyone closest and nearest and dearest to me physically. So it's all been my virtual world for a while. And now it's getting closer um, but they, everybody knows. So it's not, I don't now know. I mean, today I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Mm. With the wedding you had, you really, you didn't have any problems at all there. No, you no, no I was good. Prepared. Yeah, I was but, good. But here you are. And now you're getting ready to possibly move back to Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this little demon bastard. Mm-hmm. Popped bastard out of nowhere. Is coming back and suddenly like, oh, you can do this again. You're going home. Mm. Oh, they remember you that way. They don't know you sober was one he said to me, which is a new one. They that's don't new. know you sober. Oh. That's, that's a cheeky little bastard. <laughs> right. They don't know you sober. So, shit, it's so easy. Let's just go back to you. Like, that was wicked. I thought, you know what? That was, that was pretty good, little shit. <laughs> but here's the cool thing. You're catching them. So this month, I must and I talked about this last week. She had a dream, something about her uh, drinking again. And she thinks something led up to that dream. At that time, I, I had already had these three different thoughts of, of maybe I could drink again. And I've had to take, I've had to go back to the basics. Mm. Okay. Where did this thought come from? Why am I thinking this now? And then this morning we, we put an offer on a house in Tennessee and we were talking about boats earlier 
this morning and I was talking with my wife about a, a pontoon boat. And then I start getting these thoughts, King, and I'm, I'm seeing a visual of me on the boat with the beer in my hand, tipping it back. My brain wasn't just suggesting, my brain was sending visuals, images into my mind. And I, I think that's really important that we, we talk about this because that's how that attic voice works. It doesn't just like sit back there and give you thoughts. It gives you full, I'm sure you, you were at a dinner table or whatever, wherever you were at, right? Give you the full I was visual. there. I was there. And that's the same thing. I was out on the pontoon boat, tipping one back, thinking, oh, nobody, nobody's going to know about this. You know what I do, King? I send visuals back to my brain. <laughs> oh, but, but you're not, you're forgetting about if I take that drink, then I'm going to keep drinking. And I'll, I give my brain visuals of me not stopping drinking. Right. And then I give myself visuals of drunk texting and everything that's going to come with it. And I remind my brain and I, so this is like five times now this month uh, and up to this point, I've really been untouched. I just usually bat them away really easily. Yeah. Same. That's why it's weird. I'm into nearly 15 months in a week or so, like crazy. Yeah. And, first and, I, time I, and I'm almost 22 months. Right. Right. And I think I, why I wanted to talk about this in a podcast is we can't just let these thoughts go past us Mm-mm-mm. because then they're going to grow roots. Yeah. Now, this is when you're walking towards the edge of the cliff, mate. <laughs> you know what, King? It, it's taken a lot of work to get where we're at right now. Right. Because yeah. let's talk about a little bit what happens in the brain when we in our addiction. Mm-hmm. Just We'll just talk about the prefrontal cortex of our brain. The prefrontal cortex, like the definition here says, the prefrontal cortex plays a central role in cognitive control functions and dopamine in the PFC prefrontal cortex modulates cognitive control, thereby influencing attention, impulse, inhibition, prospective memory, and cognitive flexibility. That's huge. What was the key word there? Cognitive control functions? No, keep going. There was a key word. Oh, you mean the dopamine? Impulse. Okay. Oh, that's imp- the one. If you don't cra- you don't catch yourself, you're gone. Because right. that's how quick that's that's the moment it happens. And that's a huge reason why mm-hmm. uh, the first drink is our choice, and then after that, we have no more choice. And it all so creeps we, up on you. And so, and we can't let these thoughts, King. No. We can't let these thoughts. We can't just let them sneak by and then just some you can bat away. You can get away with. I could feel it. I could feel this, my attic voice, actually. I could feel my adrenaline pumping, getting these thoughts. I could right. actually feel all of this. See, that's skills- a da- sorry, but that's a dangerous part too, the drifter, because it starts, to, you remember the, how the way it feels good, not bad? That's even scarier. But it's that's like all of our brain tells us. Right, it's, it's getting more detailed. It's getting more vibrant in its, in its oh, you know, temptation. So the, the, the prefrontal cortex is for reasoning, problem solving, right. comprehension, impulse control, creativity, and perseverance. That's the prefrontal cortex right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is what happens in our addiction is we start losing connections in our prefrontal cortex and it and it gets it gets damaged. So the more that we drink, 
it gets more damaged and more da- damaged. So then we lose our reasoning. We lose our problem solving, comprehension, impulse control, all of that. The addiction becomes more important than the families. Correct. So here we are. You're 15 months into your recovery. I'm 22, <clears throat> almost 22 months. We've been putting those connections back together, King. Mm-hmm. In fact, the science is telling us our, our brains literally shrink during our addiction, right? Because we're losing synapses, connections, and the neurons, instead of firing on our creativity and all these other great things, all it's doing is focusing on one thing, our addiction. So we're losing all these connections. Mm-hmm. All this time, you've been rebuilding those connections. Not only have are you bringing your brain back to where it used to be, King, their brain imaging shows that you end up with more connections than you started out with. Your brain ends up denser. Yeah, no, it's true. And there's actual, I've seen, you know, visuals of it as well with the brain, whereas, you know, before you're right, we sort of, there's not much there, you know, we're numbed out and away you go. But as these actually reform, it becomes like a little busy city, doesn't it? We start lighting up like a little satellite city and a ding, ding and everything. Like you said, it gets back to that very first podcast that Todd did and it goes, what? Wise. Yeah, fires together. together. Wise together. Right. It gets okay, back to that. So, King, you and I talking right now, mm-hmm. just doing this right now is building more connections because we're talking, we're reasoning it out, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing all these things that the prefrontal cortex does. Strengthening the muscle, right. Because so, and, we're reinforcing, yep. And then anybody listening to us, they're thinking about it too. They're building more connections in their mind. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm which means that you really have to get active in your sobriety. If you want to to rebuild this part of your mind, because the prefrontal cortex also works with the dopamine pump because it's all, it all works in interacts with each other. When that dopamine pumps out of control, you're just screwed. And, you know, I just want to keep talking about the brain. And again, you have to re train it to believe different things you just have to you have to i just said i flipped everything in my brain flipped everything alcohol's great no it's not alcohol will do that. no it won't you know you have to believe that and it, and i do believe that you have to tell yourself you've got to do the work you've got to do the work we've said that time and time again and king when you're as you're out there and you because you do a lot of studies with the podcast that you do, you, mm-hmm. you like to do research. Yep. Um, you're building new pathways. You built a sober, super high. You have built a sober, super highway in your mind. Yeah, it's so, pretty solid. It's pretty good. That's why I was so surprised that it took me there so quickly. And then I wasn't surprised. You know what I mean? Because it's, well, it was familiar to me, even though it is the longest I've not been back home. Um. But it's just the cheeky things now that, they, that it's coming up with because it's, I think it tried a little bit before, you know, before the wedding, getting back to just the voice. And I just completely shut it down. So now it's looking for new ways. And this is where you have to stay vigilant. You have to, because whatever comes into your day and it, things will change, that's going to depend on, you know, how vulnerable you are and how much he approaches. It's like Shiggy says, he's a sneaky little bastard. <laughs> I just love Shiki. Yeah, I love like, you know, Shiki is getting ready to go to an event pretty soon where a lot of other people drink and mm-hmm. he can't wait to go there. Yeah. 
to sit at the VIP table sober. He's excited about going and being sober somewhere to show everybody else this is how it is in the sober life. Uh, and I just think that's badass. Like there's somebody else getting ready to go to this glamorous event. And I was mentioning to her, you're going to be walking in glamorous and you're going to be walking out glamorous. Yeah, it's right? funny. Yeah, you do. You're not going to be carrying your high heels with your lipstick on the side of no, your face. No, and everything's in your in your purse, funnily enough. When you oh, get and, home. and you, yeah, and you know what? When you get home, you still have your purse. Yeah. <laughs> This is true, my friend. Uh, yes. No, no, it, it's true. And he's, he's great like that. He's so open about it all, you know, and he's doing terrific. And um, I'm like him too. His attitude is what changed it. He said, I'm going to go and embrace it and I'm going to make the most of it. And that's what I did. I talked to people and just embraced them. And, and normally I wouldn't have even had the depth of conversations that I had. I mean, I found out one man there had 15 children, God bless him. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wait till Christmas comes around. How many grandkids <laughs> does he have, right? Oh, it was a big fan. They were big families. One was there was a family of 15, a family of six. So you can only imagine. Yeah. So, but again, it was good to be around a family. That was the bit I enjoyed. I've got to tell you, I did have a really pink cloud moment when I was sitting amongst these families with my water thinking, oh, I haven't sat physically with a family for about two or three years. It was the strangest feeling. You've been COVID. isolated with COVID, right? Huh? Right. So I might meet my friends at home and say, "My God, who are you? You're, you're a bit, <laughs> feel a bit strange." But yes, it was very. But it was really lovely. It was a lovely, warm feeling. I wouldn't have felt that sober. I would have been like, no. "Yeah, who wants a drink?" You know. Well, you probably wouldn't have been sitting there. You would have been probably drunk dance, dancing or something, <laughs> uh, looking for your purse later and your high heels. <laughs> you're probably on my hands and knees around the casino. You're right, trying to get my money back. I don't know. No. Yeah, so now, anyway. now you get to focus on this move and what's going to be happening when you go back there. Mm. You're, going to, you're going to have to be in front of this because it looks like your attic voice is already working on you just as it is with me. I know. Already. That's the thing. We That's haven't what... even, we have, all we did was put the offer in. We don't, we don't even have the, haven't even bought the house. And my attic voice is telling me, Oh, mm-hmm. you're you're okay. You can have a drink. Don't we? We did was have a, a conversation and said, "Yeah, we're out of Miami at Christmas," and the attic voice pounced. <laughs> but you know, here's the cool thing, King. We're uh, using the tools that we've yeah. developed. Right, that's the good news. Right, that I'm but, confident that I can handle it. You know, and if we don't use the tools, is what's going to happen? Is that attic voice is going to lay a seed? And it's, then it's going to sprout, it's going to grow roots, and it's going to turn into a friggin' tree in our head, you know? And yeah, then- it, you know what's interesting, though, too, Drifters? What I found is that at celebrational occasions, and I just made celebrational up, that word, but at happy occasions, I don't find the need to drink. It's really interesting. I find that I'm really good because you're in a good mood. It's when I'm hit with bad news or I'm in a bad mood at home and I want to hit the effort button. That's more my trigger, I think, truly. So I think what the addict voice did was natural to present itself, to see how I would react because it's going to happen in the mind. It's there. Um, I think there's going to be other challenges, to be honest with you. And we can't get rid of that attic voice. Any time will tell, you know, how it pans out. I'll talk to you maybe this time next year and say, shit, mate, what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to us? And hopefully I'll be, you know. I wonder why I'm getting a message. This meeting is going to run out in 10 minutes. 
uh, usually with two people. Is there you a must, third person? You, you must be on the 40-minute timeline or something. Did you? Yeah, you are. It's you the, must have gone through on your personal one and not on your license. Uh, well, I did, but I, That's I, think, why. I think it. the Sober Sisters came on first and then you, so I, I think it thinks that there was three of us. Mm, maybe. I've logged out of that. Um, maybe Polly or somebody else, some other sisters. I, well, I on. saw that one come up first on the. Well, on that's the okay. We can take a break and get a coffee and come back. Well, you know. Because it's I, nearly Zoom time. And I get to do, I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and get this up. Um, we, we got 30 minutes into it. And I get to go on a Zoom in a while to see this house because I'm in Glendale, Arizona. And this house is in Tennessee. So Mate, I, we didn't see this joint. The same deal happened. He just went around with his camera, and I was like, yep, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you saw the manatee at seven stories up, huh? The manatees. Oh, did you see him this morning, the mum with the baby? Did I send yeah. it to you? Yeah, I didn't know right the Right there, just on the balcony. I was just looking over. The baby's under. Yeah. So, and a bloody boat. I want to mention before this runs out, King. Yeah. All, everything that's happening in my life right now is the gifts of sobriety. Right. I thought, yes. Because we, you know, if I was drinking, none of, none of this would be happening right now where we have an opportunity to pay cash for a house in Tennessee, and then we're not going to have a mortgage King. And all of that started with not drinking and then mm -hmm. selling our other house and then having the resources to buy this other house and being able to be sober and sober minded to make choices along the way too. I just can't believe, and I was telling somebody earlier today, I can't believe the road just in 22 months, how my life has changed in sobriety. It's amazing. Right. It is amazing. And I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> I still call you a driven drifter because you are very driven and you do make things happen. And that's one of the things I admire about you, you know, but you have come so far and I want you to reflect on that because it is important. It really is because you can tend to just go, go, go and not look back. And it's a huge move and you deserve it. I'm and every up. time that attic voice comes knocking, do you know what I mean? You're going to go ding dong, mortgage free. And I tell you what, that connection, that's going to just build your muscle even stronger now because he can't compete with that that feeling that you're going to get being secure and mortgage-free, you know. And, and I love waking big... up in the morning, King, knowing that I'm sober every morning. Every, right now, even every day, I'm like, man, it is so cool. And I know you're just visualizing Tennessee now out on some patio with the hills and your cows and, yeah. yeah. Uh, one, we only have enough property for one cow. Yeah, you're not eating it. You said you were. I, I will eat the cow. No. And my wife is like, you can't eat it. My wife's already trying to work around. I was going to say, I don't think you'll win on that one, but I'll just leave it at that. You might have to get another cow at the butcher. <laughs> She's like, well, my sister knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, and they'll give us a good deal. Okay, sweetheart. Oh, God bless her. <laughs> but, It'll, you know, it'll be lovely. It'll be, and it'll be a great lifestyle, fresh air, rural. I mean, everyone's chicken, getting out of Dodge. Chicken. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's getting out of Dodge and wants land. Lake. We're yep. going to be by a lake. And you will, you will have the when, boat. Sober. Correct. Because when my mind sends me images of me drinking, I'm sending the images back of me with the grandkids and I was, having a great time. There you go. And not you having the pontoon up some, running it into some, you know, <laughs> like. 
run into somebody else or up a bloody ledge or something. I don't know, but yeah. Get a DUI on a pontoon boat. Oh, God, yeah. No, I don't want that. But it's true, and you visualise growing up with the kids. And as I said to you before, having grown up with boats, because my dad did, my stepdad never drank, and we call them caravans, you call them trailers, but going away and camping, it's the greatest way to grow up. They're the best memories of my life was my teenage years, sort of 13 to 16 doing that. Yeah, it was terrific, or 12 to 16. It was terrific. Well, that sobriety has brought us that gift where we can retire like this. Not that I'm never going to retire, King, because I'm going to have to work until I'm like 80 or 90. Because I I did everything backwards. I did a retirement in my youth. (laughs) Me too, because we're similar age. And what am I now? I'm going to become a a gray-haired sober town ambassador. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you are a sober town ambassador. I'll be 85 still still trying to, hey, have you you heard about (laughs) SoberTownPodcast.com? No, I I feel now that I've got to start talking about it more when it, and I did actually, even at the wedding, if someone brings it up, oh, you know, doors are open and they were fascinated. I think they were like, yeah, we can imagine you partying because look at you now. They said to me and I was like, See, that's that's the lighthouse. been drinking. That's the lighthouse I'm talking about, King. And you don't even have to like say anything. Everybody knows that you're not drinking. But they thought I had been beforehand because they said to me, oh, you're not drinking. We thought you were. Right. You said no. That is so frigging cool, right? <laughs> we can have more frigging fun. And I didn't want it. I didn't, I didn't need it. And that's right. And when you can say that to yourself and believe it, you know what? It's not foolproof, but it's a pretty good grip, you know, if you can. And it's it's not always going to be like that. But, you know, as I said, you've got to prepare. You've got to, you've got to work the muscle. You've got to strengthen it. So it's I, an automatic reaction for sure. I like how Polly and Karina always talk about being on the train. and Oh, yeah, go to the coffee cart and get a coffee. Actually, right. the train that goes to my sister's has a coffee cart. I'm not kidding. Oh, does it? Yeah, because it's an hour and a half down to the city. Yep. Well, I just saw the train a second ago go behind by your window. <laughs> this train, you guys, is like, it's what, 200 feet off the ground. Yeah, it's pretty high. I'm on the seventh story and uh, it goes over the river and it's automatic and there's only two seats and it just goes around the city and it's a little metro mover. <laughs> a metro mover. That's Very what cool. they call it, but it's free. And then we've got the sober train. And, and it's we got, great too. Jump on and the we're right. But yeah, but we've got like huff and puff and smoke and we're a really cool train. <laughs> we are. And we and we have sober warriors too. We do. Hey, you know, I was seeing real quick, real quick, there's some things that you can do to exercise your prefrontal cortex. Create a positive future story. Optimism is associated with rising levels of dopamine. Okay. Yes, tell yourself and you'll believe you, know, you are what you, you know you are what you believe you are and what you tell yourself you are, you know. That's what it's all about. You are, really. Yes. Follow a sleep routine. That I can't do that. I've tried okay. to. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> it, it says deny the drama and avoid getting caught up in gossip, da 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 theater, all that. And that gets back to the circle control, you know, what you can and don't worry about the rest. Yep. This is all good for your prefrontal cortex. It's beautiful for it. It simplifies it. Move your body. Sports, dance, martial arts, yoga, et cetera, et cetera. Move your body. Mm -hmm. Find ways to express gratitude. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, that's every day waking up grateful that we're 
more sober and on those journeys and surrounded by so many amazing people. It's true. And even just, you know, helping somebody else out or making a positive comment on IAS or something like that, that makes me feel good too because that person may be having a rubbish day, you know. I mean, I personally don't need it that much because I've got my, you know, verbal people. But, you know, it's nice to go on there and say, you know, you're doing well, I'm watching you and I'm proud of you or whatever. A couple of my girls have just had their, well, yesterday, break ground, had their, her one year. Congratulations, just, break ground. Yep. Boom, 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 one year. Did a beautiful post, as she always does. She's a magnificent writer. She always says she writes better than she speaks, but she does both well. And, you know, I'm Less so proud one of minute. her. Less than one minute. <laughs> and then I've also got CC on Sunday, but thank you for having me. It's going to shut down on us, everybody. Thank you for jumping on the sober train and riding with us. Always. And remember, no sippy, no slippy, pour the poison down the sink. Boom. Amen. Amen.